You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Holy Human with Leanne Rimes is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome, beautiful people, to Holy Human with me, Leanne Rimes. (laughs) You know, there is such a tendency for so many of us to get caught up in our heads. We get trapped and stuck thinking about the past, the future, and our own insecurities to the point where we just do not connect with ourselves or even the present moment. And that is what this episode is about today. Figuring out how we can become unstuck and free so we can make the most of our lives today right in this very moment. And the wonderful Ryan Weiss is here to help. He is an amazing life coach, inspirational speaker, the creator of Waking Up With Ryan, and truly one of my dearest, dearest friends. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. And also, if you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please share it with them and connect with me by leaving your thoughts and ratings wherever you listen to Holy Human. Enjoy, you guys. Hi, my beautiful friend, everyone. Please welcome Ryan Weiss to the Holy Human Podcast. Hi. Thank you for coming on here. Thank you for having me. I love you. I love you too. And I'm so honored to have this conversation with you. I feel like we've had so many 
phone conversations that have needed to be recorded because <laughs> they were so deep and so good. I completely agree. And I also just want to say, I'm so glad you're doing this podcast because you and I have had the privilege of having such incredible conversations and being there for each other in such important ways. And the fact that you're now taking that and sharing it in this way, I think is just so beneficial and so beautiful. And I'm so glad you're doing it. And I'm so glad you asked me to come on. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely challenging me very deep ways, but I'm learning. I'm learning every time I get on here and I'm learning how to connect in a different way because usually it's, you know, someone asking me questions and I'm, you know, fielding questions and I've learned the art of the interview on the other side. And so this is flipping the coin completely, which I love. I will say I love it now. I'm having fun doing it, but it scared the shit out of me, you know? So it's good. I needed to be scared. That requires so much bravery and courage to do something that you're uncomfortable with. Yeah. And I know. How do you feel right now? I feel still unsure of myself and not really of myself, of where the conversation goes. I like to control things. For instance, if I'm going out and I'm doing interviews about my chant album and there's pretty much like I know the questions that most people are going to ask. So I have an idea of what I'm going to talk about. With this, it feels like I'm truly trusting the moment. And and not that I don't do that in my interviews. I do because there's so much that does come through me that is different from interview to interview. But this is even more so of like truly connecting with the person in front of me and trusting whatever comes up is what people need to hear. Wow. That's a challenge. Totally. I mean, it feels like the opposite of what we're trained to do, right? We're trained to go into any situation and have a really clear goal, a really clear objective. We have a, you know, in this amount of time, I have to achieve X, Y, and Z, right? You're like, you're saying like, you go on these interviews, I have to share about the album. I have to tell the story of how I created the album, why I created the album, what I hope will happen with the album. Okay, clear. I know what I'm doing. It all fits in this box that I know I can manage and I know I can control. But now here you are in putting yourself and me in a position to just stay open to explore, which is really vulnerable. Because we we don't yeah. have the same ability to control where these things go. And I think that's really brave of you. Well, thank you. And I also think that it speaks to the times that we're in because this is a very small container of trusting in that way of not knowing and not controlling and allowing and exploring the exploration of what's new and what can be. Because I feel like right now, so many of us, have had our livelihoods ripped out from under us and things are very unclear. And so that trust is being challenged and it's also being cultivated, a deeper trust. We're being invited into a deeper level of trust. Which is a really high level perspective that you're taking to it. And I I think, or I know it's so important to bring this up because what most of us do when we can't control is we get really, really anxious. Like right now, I feel it. I feel it in my whole body at the same time that I'm talking about this. Yeah. Same. And, um, you know, something that I noticed at the beginning of this pandemic, after doing the work that I've done now for, God, almost 11 years, at the beginning of this pandemic, noticing the way people's anxiety was at an all-time high. And I think there's been a couple reasons for that. Firstly, the unknown of a health scare and how it's going to affect us and our livelihood and how long it's going to last. And so there's the insecurity, the lack of security around 
this huge thing being introduced into our lives in a way we didn't expect it. And then two is we were working from home or we were furloughed or we lost our jobs. So suddenly we had a lot more time on our hands without the like daily distractions that we were mm-hmm. so used to of whether it was going to work or, or running our errands or going to the different workouts that we used to do or the things that we used to utilize to fill our day suddenly they're not here and right. then we're left with ourself. And I think a lot of those things, it's really good to have activities, right? But that when we're always doing stuff, we don't have to pay so much attention to how we feel. And then right. suddenly when all the doing goes away, we're left with ourselves and we're so untrained in being with ourselves because that's where our discomfort arises. That's where our fears arise. Um, that's where our traumas can resurface. And so mm-hmm. this has been a really uncomfortable time because we actually have to pay attention to ourselves in a way we haven't before. Yes, it has been incredibly uncomfortable. And I think there's a certain level of shame that's coming up for people around talking about jobs and being furloughed. And I mean, at least on the weekends was to go out and tour. And that's been something that I have I've done since I was 13 And so to not have that type of security, I think has, it's like I worked my whole life to feel like I could keep myself safe on some level. Like I didn't grow up around a lot of money. It was kind of my own doing that I actually had things and some kind of security. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are not only feeling anxiety, but I know for me, there's been a certain level of shame that has come up. And if we were only going through it ourselves, the level of shame, right, is like incredibly high. But I think there's a lot of people feeling the same way. So not only is it anxiety, but there's the shame piece that's coming up and the fear of not having the safety. It's important to our egos, right? It's important to have some level of safety. But I think there's, from my end, this perceived idea of safety that I've kind of kept myself in that is now really falling away. And it it's terrifying and also beautiful. No, I mean, it's, it's both, you know, mm-hmm. it, there's also allowing some spaciousness for something else to be mm-hmm. able to be birthed. What comes to mind for me when I hear you sharing this is that we typically latch our safety to things like mm-hmm. I'm safe because I'm safe because I have a job. I'm safe because I have money. I'm safe because I have this relationship. I'm safe because whatever. Right. (laughs) And what I think we all really need as individuals is I'm safe because I'm here. I'm safe because I know how to take care of myself. I'm safe because I know how to nurture myself. I'm safe because I have a relationship with myself that I'm working on every day. I'm safe mm-hmm. because I'm opening my heart to communicate vulnerably to make sure that I'm getting my needs met. I'm safe because I'm learning to love myself more every day. I'm safe because I'm connecting to God or I'm connecting to this universe more and more every day. I'm mm-hmm. safe because I'm slowing down so that I can check in with myself and and really allow myself to heal the past, the wounds, the traumas, the pains that cause my anxiety when I'm not paying attention to them, right? Like, (laughs) I think there's a reinterpretation of what safety is when the world around us seems so unsafe. Yeah. And what we're seeing is this, like, battle, this inner battle in between all of us that I'm experiencing, that you're experiencing, that everyone's experiencing, and then this battle out there of, like, is this moment going to serve 
this moment when it kind of feels like a bomb went off in every category of our lives, is it going to serve as an initiation? Is it going to serve as a renewal? Is it going to serve as a reckoning? Is it going to serve as an enlightenment of sorts? Like, is this going to be the moment that I really learn how to take care of myself and nurture myself and heal and um, slow down? Or Mm -hmm. is this a moment that I get more and more and more evidence that things don't go my way and everything's really hard and which I don't want to discount this moment for people because it is really, Mm -hmm. really hard. But I think it also really, really matters how we hold it and how Mm -hmm. we all hold ourselves. So like right now, a lot is coming up for us as individuals. (laughs) And what we tend to do is we tend to allow the things that feel good to come up, Mm -hmm. the joys, the happiness, the successes, the connections, the things that feel good. We let them come and we let ourselves experience them. But then when the things that feel, quote, bad, I'm using air quotes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or uncomfortable arise, right? Like if, if it's anger or sadness or resentment or jealousy or fear, we have this voice in our head that goes, abort, abort, abort. Don't feel that. Something's wrong. And so we shut off from those emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think when there's so much in front of us that feels so heavy and so triggering, it's going to raise up within us those uncomfortable emotions. And I do think that this is a moment in time when we have an opportunity to learn how to feel them and get into relationship with them. Because as Carl Jung says, your true self is your feelings. And Mm -hmm. we've become so out of relationship, out of touch with our emotional life, which means that we've become out of touch with our true self. Yeah, I agree. And that's the hardest thing to sit amongst all of those feelings. That's where we find wholeness is where we are able to allow life to like actually move through us in whatever emotional form that takes on. We have been fed this idea of chasing happiness and that's like the goal. And when we get there, we won't have all of the rest of these feelings. I feel like that's such a delusional way of thinking. And that's what we've been chasing for a long time. It's such a disservice to our growth too. It's so beautiful, especially as artists, I know you'll relate to this, to to be able to dig into emotion and to be able to express it through art is such a beautiful thing. It's almost like we're only allowed to do that if we're artists or we're only, it's not like because we're human, we can make our whole life art out of emotion. There's certain emotions that I feel I've cut myself off from and I'm learning how to get back in touch with those and express them in healthy ways, anger being one of them, rage which is still incredibly challenging for me to learn how to sit with those, which there's a ton of anger that's been coming up for me at this moment in time to, to allow myself to be loved in Mm. those places Mm. in that anger. That's one of the most challenging things I think. And also first we have to allow ourselves to be seen in that anger. Right. And I know hiding is something you and I have talked about a lot of like, there's our shadowy bits that we don't want anybody to know about. Totally. I've always found that you have been, as a friend, one of the most available friends. And I know that's because you have gone into those pieces and allowed yourself to be seen in those pieces. That's really what I've been focusing on, I think, during this time is to go allow myself to be seen in my totality, in my shame, in my anger, in my grief, and know that I can still be loved 
And that's one thing that I've had a story around my whole life is like those pieces of me are unlovable. Mm -hmm. And I've had to learn how to love myself within those places. And oh, I almost started crying listening to you talk about it because I feel that so deeply right now because I'm that's part of my journey is I'm really learning to love myself in those places. I mean, Uh. you know, it's an interesting journey and I feel like it's incredibly challenging. All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Ryan Weiss. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from a life, you know that. His business is failing, his house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger, and we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back, everyone. We were just talking about why loving ourselves and our discomfort is such a freaking challenge. 
It is a challenge because we live in a world that supports the opposite of slowing down enough to feel our feelings. Mm -hmm. We're raised and socialized to go fast, to think fast, to do fast, to move on, to work, 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 work. And it's so counter who we really are. Our real reality, our real self is a deeply present, deeply feeling, deeply emotional, connected self. Mm -hmm. And we're trained to be the opposite of that. And we then ignore. And then we develop these beliefs early on based on the way that we're raised, which is I won't be loved and accepted if mm -hmm. I feel anything other than joy and happiness. And so I hide away the things that don't feel like joy and happiness, not only from others, but as you're saying, I hide them away from myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And then hopefully we enter into these really challenging times when we allow our heart to break open to the pain, the shame, the worry, the doubt, the fear, the trauma, the lack of nurturing, so that we can start to see ourselves mm -hmm. and create a relationship with ourselves. It's funny, you and I were speaking last night and you said something about like how we kind of have this split personality thing going on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> which, is, which is true because in a way, we speak to ourselves, we think about ourselves, we care for ourselves. So we're in relationship with ourselves. What we think about ourselves, how we care for ourselves, these things are real. Mm -hmm. And because we typically didn't have parents who exemplified the ways in which a human can really deeply take care of themselves, whether it's through daily practices like meditation and healthy eating and moving your body. And, uh, you know, you, you know, I talk about goddess time all the time, like taking mm -hmm. a bath and washing off the stress of your day, right? If we had parents and just a society at large who exemplified what it was like to slow down and get in touch with ourselves and feel our feelings, we'd be doing it as adults. What you and I are talking about wouldn't feel challenging because right. it would just be normal. But what was actually normalized was the opposite of what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And we really do fear if I feel anger, rage, upset, I won't be loved. I won't be seen. I won't be accepted. And so what we end up doing is we end up abandoning our own emotional needs in order to meet the needs of others so that we can be loved and accepted by them. But what mm -hmm. that by definition means is that we're only allowing part of ourselves to be loved. And then yes. the part of ourselves that we don't allow to be seen and we don't allowed to be loved, it has temper tantrums. It screams My God, loud. you just read my mind. I literally was like, I just, I was about to say, I had a temper tantrum this morning <laughs> with my husband. And after it was all over, he was so wonderful. He allowed, he watched the whole thing, allowed it all to happen. And then I cried. And then at the end, I literally looked at him and I said, thank you for loving me through that. Because it's in those moments that that's when healing happens. We are lucky enough to have the people around us be able to experience that side of us and still love us. I mean, that's where my healing has happened the most. Huge. Huge. And I mean, I was going to ask you this, but maybe we've just answered it. What is, with coming out of hiding for yourself and allowing these pieces of you to be Sweden, what was the most supportive or one of the most supportive things when starting to play around with this idea of allowing ourselves to be seen in all the places that we've suppressed. The first person who comes to mind is my godmother, Susan Reeve is her name. 
Susan's been a coach for a long time and oh, cool. she's so deeply loving. And we actually met, she wasn't like my godmother from birth. I think I was 26 years old. So it was 10 years ago. She was 62. I was 26. And we met so randomly, but so serendipitously at this other woman's house who I met because I was at a dinner and she came over to me and we just connected. And she was like, I live around the corner. And this woman, her name was Murshida Va. She was wearing like long white flowing hair and a long white dress. And I was just like, who are you? She was like this angel. And she invited me to go over to her house and her friend had flown in. And I was like, okay. And there I am in this like house with... Again, I'm in my mid-20s. Everyone else is in their, like, 60s and 70s. It was so wonderful. We were, like, hanging out on the floor of this house that she had just moved into because they, they didn't have furniture yet. Right. And uh, so there we are. <laughs> I meet Susan Reeve. And, and I felt such a kinship with this woman. Uh-huh. And I said, God, you just have such a godmotherly energy. And I said to her, after, like, three hours of talking, would you be my godmother? And <laughs> she you. started crying. She started to ball. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, yesterday, my best friend said to me, if I had to make a business card and put one word on it to describe what I want to be in the world, what would it be? And the first thing that came to mind was godmother. And now here you are asking me to be your godmother. So I meet Susan. The reason I bring her up is because Susan never tried to coach me. She never tried to give me advice. This is a woman who's four decades older than me. She has lots of advice she could give me. There's a lot of things, kind of tools that she could offer me. And instead, when I was going through things with her, she just created such safety and Mm -hmm. such understanding and such listening. And when I would share what was going on with me, her only response would be like, wow, I can really relate to that. And then she'd ask me questions like, so how does that feel for you? Mm-hmm. And she would want to know more. And she was genuinely interested in how I was feeling. And I think it was the first time in my life that I had another human being who had no agenda, who had no desire to change me, no need to t- teach me, and just was like holding this space with love Ex- for me to be exactly as I was. And for me, being somebody who, as a closeted gay man for much of my life and We could get into the psychology of my early childhood and my family of origin and all the reasons that I hid, 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 not just my sexuality, but my fullness, myself, my feelings. Mm -hmm. I never felt safe to express my feelings. I never felt like I would be loved if I expressed or even felt my feelings. And so for a human being like myself who just learned how to hide like a master, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was such a shift to have this angel come into my life who was just like, I love you exactly as you are. And not only said it, but proved it with the presence that she brought into my life. That's so beautiful. One of my main practices recently has been actually ritualizing, feeling my feelings. My meditations recently have been about sitting and being with whatever is there, whether it's the anxiety or it's the grief or it's the anger. Like I full on allowed myself the other day, 10 minutes to have a full on full body throw around thrashing temper tantrum. And it scared the shit out of me actually, because that really, my anxiety at the moment in my body was stemming from not actually letting that out. Yes. And once I did, like my whole body changed, my whole energy changed. And I, you were saying earlier, like we weren't, if our parents really 
almost ritualized, like allowing those feelings to come out, we would have known a different way. And this is where reparenting ourselves comes into play because it's really up to us to allow safe spaces for ourselves to really be able to feel these feelings. And then for me, I think because of that ritualization, I now can bring it into my relationships. But I think that ritualization of that on daily asking myself, what am I feeling? Find those two questions, especially if we're starting out on our own inward journey. Those two questions, not even just the beginning, but maybe even like at different points of our journey can be so challenging to answer. And there seems so simple. Yeah. Just even asking the question, what do I need? The Course in Miracles says the ego speaks first and the ego speaks loudest. So if the ego speaks first and the ego speaks loudest, and I ask the question, what do I need? Very often the first thing that comes to mind is, well, I need him to ba 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 <laughs> Or I really need her to call me back. Or I really need them to be kinder to me. Or I really need him to hire me. Or I really need her to want to sleep with me or whatever, right. right? That's the first place where the head goes, what do you need? But what we really want to be begging the question on is what's deeper? What's really underneath those needs, right? So you mm-hmm. want him to hire you because you want to feel what? Maybe security. Because you don't want to feel fear and insecurity. Because when we can really identify what our emotional needs are, it's like, I want this to happen so that I can feel, insert the blank. Mm -hmm. Then we can explore, is there any way that I can help myself feel that? Right? Which is how we start learning how to nurture ourselves in a way that our parents probably weren't able to. It's interesting because when you talk about ritualizing feeling your feelings, I think Mm -hmm. that is so crucial. Because what typically happens is there's a trigger, somebody says something to us that hurts us, something doesn't go our way, there's some kind of a trigger. And in that moment, there's a volcano of emotions that erupt inside our bodies. But we're not used to feeling those feelings or allowing those feelings, as you just said, allowing it to live inside of you and move through you. We're not used to that. Mm -hmm. And so we go into an unconscious process of avoidance. And what that looks like is there's an ex- there's a trigger, number one. Number two, there's an explosion of emotions as a reaction to that trigger. Then we jump. We hit the, what's the button on a plane <laughs> if you had to the eject ditch button? the plane? Yes. Yeah, the eject button. <laughs> yeah. So one, we have a trigger. Something happens. Two, we have an explosion of emotions that erupt inside of us. Three, we eject from those emotions by going up into our heads And we think about whatever the trigger is. He said this to me. She said that to me. I need them to do this. If this doesn't work out, then what's going to happen? And what does the future look like? And am I going to be able to? And we go up into a story. But Mm -hmm. meanwhile, there's an explosion of emotions happening inside of our body that we're completely unaware of because our awareness has been hijacked by our thoughts. And so Mm -hmm. we go into this unconscious process of emotional avoidance. And in that very moment, we stop taking care of ourselves. We stop nurturing ourselves and we experience anxiety because anxiety, in my opinion, is the tension that happens when there's an explosion of emotions inside of us, but we put a seal on it. We clamp it down. We say, no, I'm not going to feel that. And that creates tension. And that tension is like an explosion. And that's when we feel anxiety. 
right? And we feel physical symptoms, emotional symptoms, psychological symptoms. And so if that's the unconscious process of avoiding our emotional life, wouldn't it make sense that we would need to ritualize some kind of conscious process to feel our feelings, which is what you're talking about, which what you were just describing about like, okay, this is here. This is how I'm feeling. I'm going to identify it, right? I'm going to recognize it. And then I'm going to allow it to be here. And then I'm going to start asking it some questions or investigating it. That process, which takes a lot of time and work (laughs) to kind of get into our bodies. Tara Brock has great resources about that. Her process is called RAIN. Now, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of different processes of this. She just has one acronym that I think is so fabulous that I use all the time, which is RAIN, R, recognize, A, allow, I, investigate, and N, nurture. And you and I could talk about that whole process for a couple hours, or I think your listeners could go to find Tara Brock's work as well. You could literally just Google Tara Brock, B-R-A-C-H, RAIN resources, Mm -hmm. and it's like all there online. All right, I'll give you the space to jot that down for a moment while we take a quick pause. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from a life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger. And we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money. And he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back, my friends. You mentioned something I wanted to talk about briefly, and it's The Course in Miracles. I have found that this piece of literature and its teachings is probably one of the most transformative pieces that I've come upon. And I know that something you and I connected on was its teachings. I just wondered if you could explain a little bit about what A Course in Miracles is and what kind of the core of its teachings are mm-hmm. and why it touches you so much too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, A Course in Miracles was a major, major opening. It was the first time I really got onto a serious spiritual discipline path with Mm -hmm. like daily lessons and a real thought system to study. I also had resistance to it as well because I was raised Jewish. In fact, all my siblings are in the Jewish clergy. And A Course in Miracles (laughs) is said to be written through the mind of Christ. And so being someone who's Jewish, who I don't I don't have a problem with that notion of Jesus Christ. It's just right. it was unfamiliar to me because a core tenet of Judaism is that he is not our Lord and Savior. Right. But here I am in this moment of reading this beautiful text said to be written through Christ consciousness using Christic terminology mm-hmm. through a metaphysical lens. And I'm so digging it. And I'm loving it. And I'm like, well, maybe this dude is my savior. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> my parents aren't going to like that so much. Oh my God, but what I came so to funny. find is it's not about the dude. It's about the methodology. Right. It's about the way of thinking. It's about the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. And so A Course in Miracles is a really thick, dense book. There's like 500 pages of the text, which sets forth these core tenets, the Course in Miracles begins with an introduction that says, and I'm not reading it, so I'm going to paraphrase. This is a Course in Miracles. It is a required course. Only the time (laughs) in which you take the curriculum is up to you. The course does not aim to teach the meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. Hmm. It does, however, seek to remove the blocks you hold against the awareness of love's presence. Hmm. So the notion of the course is get your mind right. The notion of the course is there is an entire thought system of the world, which is largely indoctrinated in the world in the thought forms of fear, Mm -hmm. which are born out of this imagined separation from our source. That's a very scary thing to experience, to be separate from that which created you. Much like a young child that would get separated from their parent in a really busy public place. That would be really scary because that young child knows I can't do this thing by myself. I don't have the ability to take care of myself, right? Mm -hmm. And so a young child needs to rely on its source, its parent. Well, we too, even as adults, we need to have a connection 
with that which creates us, with that which animates this life, that which breathes us. But the ego, this thought system of the ego says, nope, you're separate from all of that and you got to figure it out all by yourself. <laughs> boom, anxiety. Boom, fear. Boom, not enoughness. Boom, oh my God, the world's out to get me. When in reality, the world is here for you. The mm -hmm. world is here for all, life is here for all of us to become the highest incarnation of self, the highest of our capacity. Our soul is pulling us toward that. But it's our fear that's kind of lodging these stakes in the ground, stopping life from pulling us forward into our maximal becoming. And so the Course in Miracles is really about learning to get into a relationship with fear mm -hmm. and learning to start to turn to what the Course refers to as the Holy Spirit through daily practices to start to surrender our fears and get back into a relationship with who we really are, with our source, with our infinite capacity. So there's the text, and then there's 365 lessons. Mm -hmm. One lesson for each day of the year, essentially, if you do it over a year. It's just these daily lessons to kind of put to practice the belief system of the text. Is that a yeah. good way of talking about it? Yeah, no, that's great. It's the first thing for me. I, you know, I grew up, I was brought up in Baptist church and it's interesting that you say, oh, maybe this guy Jesus is actually is my savior because <laughs> I've had this really interesting relationship with organized religion and my mom is a boarding a Christian and it's very much been like kind of forced down my throat for a long time and I've run away from it so deeply. And The Course in Miracles was the first time that I saw through Christ consciousness and Jesus in a different light. And the first time that I felt which is a very different teaching than what we're normally taught, that I'm not separate from him, like that we are, we all are capable of that consciousness of that perfect love and to allow that, which is perfect love to be able to flow through us in this human form. Wow. And that felt right. It felt good to my soul. It felt like I connected with that idea and that truth of what love is. Once you're broken open to the feeling that is beyond the love that we've been taught to feel here in this world, it's indescribable to someone else until they feel that, that mm. ultimate connection. And it's so easy to think that we're so small and <laughs> we're not connected. And when we lose that connection, I've, I've found myself during this time oscillating back and forth between I'm only human. I can't do this. <laughs> you know, I've got to do it on my own to the connection of knowing that all of this is happening for my benefit. Things are being taken away so I can grow like to the higher perspective of things. And it's been this oscillation. And for me, it's a daily back and forth. Like yesterday I went out and sat on the grass and I felt like ultimate peace and everything was wonderful in the world. And then like two hours later, I felt like I'm floating in shit, just a pile of shit. I'm like, ah, and feel so deeply down. And I, uh, but for me, Course of Miracles was really what introduced me to a new way of thinking and being in this world. Yeah. And I highly recommend it to anyone out there who may be called to dig into it because it's a beautiful book. The course calls itself a self-study program, which I really, really like because it's literally saying in the text, this isn't supposed to become a group religion. This is not supposed to become a group activity. This isn't supposed to create some kind of a hierarchy where there are mm -hmm. certain people at it who are better than others or certain people who have a, more of a connection to the divine than others, like the rabbi or the priest or the... Right. 
that there is no middleman, that this is actually about you and your mind and your path. And you can do this on your own with this guidance, right? And the course even acknowledges, it says, there are thousands of doors to the same truth, right? So it's a course in miracles might not be the path for everyone, right? But if it's for you, you, you know, you know, you know that it is right. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. We have been getting into talking about ritual a lot. I would love to know what your daily rituals are, because I know you have a very strong connection to morning ritual and really staying with a daily ritual that supports you. Can you just give us a idea of what what goes on in Ryan's world every day? Daily ritual for me has become the most important number one priority in my life. It's the underpinning for everything, how well I take care of myself. But if I don't create routine, if I don't schedule my practices, if I don't find ways to hold myself accountable, I won't do them, right? (laughs) The ego loves to talk about spiritual practice and how great meditation is for us. It's the last thing that will actually sit our butts down and do the practices. Our healing lives within actually doing the practices, not just reading about them, not just talking about them, but actually doing them. And so the big hurdle that I've been spending 11 years as a coach on with people is how do we get people to do the practices? Is that what you find is the like the number one thing that you find is a through line with everyone that you work with? <laughs> Absolutely. With everyone in the world. Yeah. Right. That's the biggest thing missing from people's lives is this kind of ritual, is this kind of commitment, is this right. way that we need to be challenging ourselves. That's literally why I'm launching the Sanctuary Challenge, right, mm. is so that we can have some kind of system as individuals and then creating little small pockets of community support and accountability to do these daily practices. So my daily practices consist of five things. Actually, I have my little habit tracker sitting right next to me, which I know this is not a video, but I'm showing you, Leanne, on Zoom. (laughs) Um, I love that you just have that printed out on a page. I keep it on my desk because that way it's always in front of me reminding me, you have commitments today. My, My five commitments are morning meditation, some kind of exercise or moving my body, something I call goddess time, which I mentioned before. So I really want all of us to acknowledge that just being human is stressful. Moving through the world and working and being responsible, not to mention the stress of everything going on globally and politically with mass corruption and racism and everything coming to the surface in a way that can be really overwhelming, but is really important. What we typically do is we just experience all that stress throughout the day. That stress literally accumulates in our body chemically, mm-hmm. right? Adrenaline and cortisol chemically are released in the body when we're experiencing stress. And then we kind of like just take it into tomorrow. And then we take that stress into the next tomorrow. And then we take that stress into the next tomorrow. And meanwhile, here we are in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And inside of us is a lifetime of accumulated stress. And we're wondering why we're panicked, anxious, nervous, tired, addicted, etc. Mm-hmm. And so goddess time is a ritual about at the end of the workday, letting fall away the stress that's accumulated that day, whether that's mm-hmm. in a bathtub or putting our feet up a wall for 20 minutes, disconnecting from our technology. And then my other two commitments are healthy eating, 
right? Mm-hmm. So for me, that means eating more food that like comes from the earth because that's intelligent food mm-hmm. and trying to consume less things that are processed that are going to take my body a lot of energy to try to break down mm-hmm. and then getting eight hours of sleep. So those are my five commitments, which to some people may sound like a lot, but the truth of the matter is, is that I can't afford to not do those things because when I do those things, my system is able to live in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And then things go better. I feel better. I think more clearly. I can accomplish things in a more succinct way. And not to mention the spiritual side of it is I'm more in flow. So right. synchronicity happens more, right? I'm, I'm facing something that feels like it might be a challenge in work. And then out of the blue, someone calls who has literally the perfect solution to the problem that I'm facing. So there's a certain way we engage with the majesty and the miraculousness that is life when we take care of ourselves. You're right. We can't afford to not do that. You know, I know that is all very privileged at the same time. Like there's a lot of people who who don't know how or have the ability to do these things and to take care of themselves in this way. And I think because we are privileged to be able to do that, I think we're doing ourselves a great disservice when we don't take advantage of and utilize our time in this way. I'll go from that to saying it's difficult to choose it all the time. And there has to be, you know, you're talking about that very masculine structure of really like checking the box off every day. (laughs) I definitely held myself accountable. And Holding ourselves accountable sometimes can be, especially during this time when there's so much stress going on, can feel super, super challenging. For sure. What do you do when you find yourself not wanting to do the things? Jeez, man, you do it anyways, right? You you come into a relationship with that voice in your head that says, I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. And then you go back to what we talked about earlier in this conversation. You go back to this practice of RAIN where you're like, well, what's underneath my avoidance? Why don't I want to sit down and take care of myself right now? What's really going on inside of my body, right? So it's an accumulative thing. I don't expect anyone to just like go from zero to five self-care practices a day, right? Right. <laughs> right. Just start There's with There's a one. reason, you know, with this challenge that I'm not like... Yeah, tell us about called, this. I- well, it's called the sanctuary challenge. It's not called the sanctuary right. easy, right? It's a <laughs> challenge, worry. So, yeah. so there's two things I want to say that actually do relate to the challenges I'd love to tell you about. But the first piece on privilege mm-hmm. of recognizing that not everybody has access. One of the big reasons that I'm launching this challenge in the way that I'm launching it is that largely wellness has been in the last decade, uh, longer than that, really catered to a certain kind of quote customer. Someone with the privilege, with the access, with the money, Mm -hmm. which then also means with typically white skin, largely wellness has not been in a large way marketed to disenfranchised communities of color, black community, indigenous communities, um, communities that are typically uh, uh, poor. And these tools should be available to everyone. Wellness must be democratized. If we want to see a world where justice, if we want to talk about justice, we have to talk about wellness. We have to talk about healthcare. We have to talk about opportunity for everyone. And so with the Sanctuary Challenge is being launched completely free. Um, 
because it's about giving these tools to everyone to make sure that this stuff gets to the hands of everyone, of people who really need it. I'm launching this challenge and asking people to commit for 60 days for the beginning of the new year to these five practices that I mentioned before, morning meditation, 30 minutes of moving your body or exercise, healthy eating, intuitive eating, your goddess time ritual, Mm -hmm. and getting eight hours of sleep. I'm asking people or inviting people to commit to those five practices every day for 60 days. I'm giving everyone all the tools that I can possibly think of, like a guided morning meditation and Someone that I know is going to be recording a sanctuary song I for don't people know who to that play <laughs> during their goddess time, which might be Leanne Rhymes. Oh, I'm very excited to to collaborate on on this song. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yes. So we're giving people all the tools they need around accountability, yeah. learning the tools. I believe the key to accountability is community. Yes, I was going to say that's community, right? There is a community component to this. There is. Yeah. Which I think is, it doesn't work without the community component. Number two is when we speak it to other people, we start Mm -hmm. to feel like, oh, I've laid claim to what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow through on this. So listen, here's the truth. I just want to see a world in which people learn to slow down and nurture themselves because I truly believe that if we want to see a world that is really equitable, if we want to see a world that is really fair and has opportunity for every single human being, we all need to be our best in that fight. We all need to be playing our A game to right this world. Mm-hmm. and the world needs us. And the only way I think we're going to be our best selves is by slowing down and learning how to take, how to take care of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And that self-sourcing is so important. When we are self-sourced, we don't feel like the thing that's going to make us happy is out there. And we also don't feel like there's not enough to go around. We don't come from mm-hmm. a place of lack because we now know that we can internally, like you're saying, nurture and care for ourselves. And that's where it begins. And I, I'm so glad that you're doing this sanctuary challenge, which I'm totally in this for 60 days. I I'm love committing it. right now. And I'll say, you know, for anyone maybe listening who's never really gotten into a meditation practice yeah. or never tried to meditate before, one of the things we did for the challenge is I created a 20-minute audio oh, nice. guided um, with my incredible friend Hadas Kleinman, who's an amazing, yeah, amazing cellist. It's funny, at the very beginning of this conversation, Leanne, you said something about how your meditation is really about letting yourself be exactly where you are and letting yourself mm-hmm. feel exactly how you feel. Mm-hmm. And in this recording that I recorded last week, that was the theme of the morning meditation. So the me- morning med- the guided audio really starts with, good morning, I'm so glad you're here. Let's take a deep breath. And now let's just check in. Like, how am I? What is it like to be me today? 
How can I start just letting myself be exactly as I am without needing to change anything about myself for anybody else? And it's a beautiful practice. I love that. And it's so necessary. Thank you. Thank you for creating that. I'm excited for people to experience it. I'm excited to write a song for it. Yeah. <gasps> I'm excited to create with you guys. It'll be fun. I love that you just started talking about music because I love to ask everyone on the show what your holy five, I call these the holy five, what songs would either speak to your life right now or songs maybe that have defined your life along the way? Because I know music moves people differently and everyone that I've had on so far has had very different music, which I mm. love. I'm learning about new people that I didn't know about. So mm. yeah, please share. I mean, I was not prepared for this. <gasps> so firstly... East Forest, who's a music producer and a DJ, created an album with of Ram Das recordings. I am loving awareness. I am loving awareness. Oh yes, that is amazing. So, so incredible. Yes. So I put that on all the time. Very cool. Um, I also love my like Bob Moses kind of house beat. Tribal vibes like because I'm a former professional dancer, so I like yes. to put on music that I can dance to and feel really creative and kind of move energy. So that's definitely one. Bob um, Moses. Right I don't know who Bob Moses is. I'm going to have to oh, look Oh, girl. Look who it's like, that's the kind of music you want to be like on a beach in Mexico dancing or like at Burning Man. I was going like... to say, I have a feeling you have been on a beach at Mexico <laughs> dancing to <Yes. laughs> Bob. Literally while he was playing live. Beyonce's Black is King album. The first song on that album is called Bigger. And the lyric uh -huh. is, you're part of something way bigger. And she talks about how legacy is like, we're standing on the shoulders of those who came before. Like, I'll just pass it on to you. Like, there's just right. such beautiful lyrics. And then the next song after that is called Find Your Way Back, which mm -hmm. like she sings about how like her father used to teach her, like, go out into the world and explore, but you just got to find your way back. And I just hear that message of like, find your way back to yourself, find your way back to your mm, core. Mm -hmm. And then there's a song on there called Spirit. I mean, it is so beautiful. I haven't album. listened to that yet. I need to listen to that record. I have yet you got to listen that. to it and watch the film that they made because it's it's Disney's retelling of The Lion King through Beyonce oh, very cool. music. It's incredible. Um, and then I love my like Sonatum Car, like Kundalini mantra music. I love it. Well, clearly music's a huge part of your life. So. It is. And I think that's important, by the way, just to say, I know that in times of my life, when I'm anxious, depressed, lost, worried, I stop listening to music. Mm. And then at some point along the way, I realize it and I start putting music on again. Oh my God, that's so interesting. I do the same thing. And I... What's really interesting for me and I for you, too, because both of us grew up around your dancer. I grew up, you know, obviously singing. And it's almost the last place that I look for comfort because it feels like work sometimes or it feels like the burden 
I remember someone coming into my house one time and saying, oh, you don't play music very often in here, do you? And I'm like, whoa, that actually hit me really deep. Because I'm like, I think that speaks to the joy that I've lost around it. Mm. I, I had lost around it at one point. Mm. And now we have a record player and I have a ton of records. And I love to put those on like when we're eating dinner. And so now that has become a ritual of mine is to actually have music in my home. And you would think I would be the first person to be like, I'm going to play everybody some music. But it's like totally that makes sense to me. Yeah. Listen, we all come into everything with our stuff. <laughs> right. And that makes yeah. perfect sense to me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. Thank you for sharing yourself here with everyone. You share yourself with me often. And I'm so grateful to have you as my friend and as my accountability partner and someone I can call whenever I'm in need and whenever I'm in joy too, which I so greatly appreciate because I think that is a beautiful thing to have people that will share so deeply in our joys, not only our our sorrow, but our joys. And I, I find that in you and I, I love you dearly. So thank you for coming on here. I love you too. And that wraps up this week's episode. You can connect with Ryan on Instagram at The Sanctuary Challenge, and you can connect with me on The Next Holy Human. I get to do a very special deep dive with one of the most incredible castmates on The Masked Singer, Aloe Black, my good friend and my insane competition from Behind That Mushroom Mask. Join me for a very revealing conversation. Listen and follow Holy Human on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety? 
Struggling to find restful sleep or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters.